0: So we're studying the glories of heaven. We've been doing this for several weeks, and every time I do another lesson and talk to you, it just kind of keeps on growing and growing and growing. So we got some things I've uh, inserted here, and we'll just—and that's okay. I mean, we're we're just going to, um, you know, cover some of the things that are interesting to us, or we're interested in, or that we want to know about. And uh, so this is this is where we're going. This is where we've been. If I could go to my next slide, which I'm all of a sudden not able to do but maybe somebody over there here we go so this is where we've been what happens when we die this is uh one of the sections that we've been studying so our body dies right that's a no-brainer we all we all got that uh for the believer though when a believer dies the believer's spirit goes to be with the lord and then we started to talk about some myths about death and um there are two in particular that we talked about. First of all, there's no pur- purgatory, as the Catholics believe, and there's no soul sleep, as other people in groups might believe. So uh, that's where we ended last time, and today I want to go on to the next thing. And this is... Um, about new age, some of the new age views. So in other words, there are no new age views. These new age views are false. And it's kind of interesting because some of you were telling me about the feathers of a cardinal. If the cardinal feather is in the yard, then you know that's kind of a sign that your departed loved one has kind of been to you and is present with you and so on. And I had never heard that before. I mean, I've heard of a whole lot of other stuff, but I've never heard of that one before. But apparently many of you were... How many of you have heard about the Cardinal Feathers? What? Where have I been? What's wrong with me? Look at. All right, well, anyway. So I'm reading in another book, which is not about life and death or heaven or anything like that, and all of a sudden they start talking about... This, this author starts talking about um, New Age views of death and mentions some author I'd never heard of, about, of course, and listed a couple of things about what the New Age believed about life and death and after the afterlife. Well, so that got me curious and I did some research at what, you know, what are the new age views about life and death. So this is what we're going to talk about tonight. It's pretty remarkable that many of the things, now I hadn't heard about the cardinal feathers, but many of the things, the other things that I had heard, I was surprised to find that they are new age views that are just kind of been, have been propagated uh, by people and have even, you know, made its way to us in our society and culture. So I was kind of surprised by that, but we'll cover some of these things, and if you've ever heard of anything else, you know, if anything I say just kind of sparks a thought, then we can talk about it. But uh, first of all, what is the New Age? What is the New Age? What is the New Age movement? Anybody, anybody have an idea of what the New Age movement is? How, how, what are some things that you might say about the New Age movement? Well, All right, Sarah. I knew someone who I was working with who was the whole New Age program. Okay. So one of the things was, like, they would say a lot of parallel things that we talk about in Christianity. Yeah. But they would not attribute anything to God. They yeah. would have the higher power. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they all mystical. Yeah. Like, you mean God. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? But you know,
0: like it's way cooler than God. Yeah. Kind of well it's kind of interesting because um, the New Age movement kind of finds or has its roots in non Western spirituality. So we, we tend to be very God centered in our Western culture today, in our day. It's not always been true, but um, of other parts of the world. But you have, in the Far East, what kind of religions? Buddhism. Yeah, yeah, Buddhism and, and some of those other things. The West? Taoism. Yeah, Taoism. and Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. The, the new, age, new Agers believe in reincarnation and the afterlife. And, yeah, that's right. Tyson, did you have a, uh, how would you define the time? Ta- Hey, I like that, yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right. It, uh, there's a lot of involvement in nature. So a lot of times when you see new age art, what? Animism, Animism that's uh, where spirits inhabit the things within nature. So there, there's a lot of, of involvement in nature and much of their art. And they, they tend to be very artistic and creative and, and um, that kind of expression Um, so there's a lot of art and it's very you know bright colors and earth earth and um, you know the earth is bigger than life and you know they depict it in so many different ways there but you you can usually tell something that's really new age it kind of stands out as being a little bit different than maybe what we're used to when it comes to art alan <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds like the nineteen sixties going on right here, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah there was a there was a rage, the drug induced uh visions and out of body experiences and yeah, that was a that was a big thing for a while there. Um so anyway, uh, Non-Western practices—it's uh, involving nature. It's very spiritualistic in its approach. In other words, it's you know it's the ooh and the on, ah the closing of your eyes, and you know what do you see kind of thing. There's a lot of meditation that's involved, um, holistic kind of expressions, and environmentalism. So those are all like the New Age has their fingers in all of these things, and you know it's not that. It's necessarily wrong. Some of these, like environmentalism, you know, that's not wrong to be concerned about our environment. But uh, the new age is kind of um, is is, uh, more of a driving force. The environment is, you know, special and more. It's bigger than life. You know, it's it's something else set apart. And so there's a lot of interest in that. Um, But it's a it's a spiritual movement and it's false. There, there is no room for a Christian to be engaged in the spiritualism of New Age movement. It is false. So we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, one of the things, there are two things really that they attempt to do. Uh, first of all, they try to hear from the dead. This is as it relates to our study. They try to hear from the dead and they try to contact the dead. So these are Very similar ideas, but a little bit different. So on the one hand, they're just kind of opening them up to hear from departed souls or spirits. And in the other uh, avenue, they're trying to intentionally contact other souls and spirits. So just kind of from both ends here, this is what they attempt to do. So they have a number of views concerning the afterlife. And like I said, many of these views and ideas have made their way into our Thinking. Now I do want to ask just, what are some things besides the cardinal feathers, what are other things that you have heard people say as they relate to their experiences of loved ones gone? Are there anything else? Anything else besides cardinal feathers? Tina?: OK, interesting. Any feathers? Yeah, well, of course, especially if you've got a cat in your backyard, right? You're going to find a lot of feathers. I don't know, but I don't know that I would call it new age. Don't worry about, yeah. It's more like mountain boar. Like my grandmother used to believe in omen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, or, or they heard a knocking at a window or a door, and it was an open door, and Don't go look. <laughs> you know, here's a daylight time. Sure. It, because she, I mean, she had all of these. Yeah. You know. yeah a, but I mean, this was a strong Christian woman. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> now, not every spiritualistic kind of attitude or view is new age, but... Um, it, I was. I have to say, I was surprised to see how many things, things that I thought were just kind of common, views were actually maybe new age driven or, you know, just propagated in there. Um, but it's not just new age. I mean, you have, you called it what, mountain lore? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you don't have to go to the mountains to find, you know, people that become superstitious about things. And um, But yeah, you know, in our country, I guess that kind of, yeah, well, no, I, I, think, I think there's something to that in our, I mean, as far as America goes in the history of America, there's a lot of spiritualism, and I don't know why or how that made its way in here, but we're, it's not unique in this part of the world, and it's not unique in any part of the world, so there's a lot of spiritualism that goes on, and so as we talk through some of these things, we'll, we'll, at the end we'll kind of see, well, why do we have all of this spiritualism going on? Um, especially in an age of science, a uh, postmodern age, and you know, an age of reason that is supposedly, you know, trying to separate church and state, and you've still got all of this spiritualism going on. Why is that? Yeah, now she's sounding like a witch in Halloween and all of that kind of stuff kind of making its way in. But I mean, she would, I mean, just a lot of that. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's interesting, there's a lot of ties between what the New Age is doing and what the modern witchcraft movement is doing. There's some strong ties there. What else have you heard about uh, um, you know, people dying and contacting you know, the dead or being contacted by the dead? Any other kind of stories, Barbie? Butterfly, yeah. Okay. All right, a butterfly. What else? (laughs) And a feather, right? What happens if you find a butterfly, (laughs) Tyson? (laughs) Hmm. Author, that's, nobody, that's because nobody fed them after that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the things, and then later on, I was talking to somebody whose grandmother, Christian, passed away. She said. Hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I found is that it's not just cardinal feathers. And somebody else mentioned, you know, any kind of feather. But there's a whole thing about birds, just birds and the passing of the dead. It's just... uh, Yeah, the actual bird. bird. That's right. I mean, when I was looking up, I started with the cardinal. So it was like all of a sudden, all these things popping up about a cardinal flying right by you and you know or yes. perching nearby perching nearby where you're at and you know that's is when, cardinal, when a cardinal appears a loved one is yeah is a of right right i never heard the feather part, either, but yeah yeah grew up with that, right? yeah so one of the this is all from new age sites on the internet so you know you can take that for a grand salt, right but uh Um, I suppose that if more than one is repeating it, then there must be something to some of these things, but this is where I'm getting it from. So first of all, they'll say, with respect to being contacted by a departed loved one, that uh, significant sounds, words, or music often are associated with the presence of a departed loved one. So this might be, you know, all of a sudden this song came, comes on the radio and it's so-and-so's favorite and you remember that and, oh, he must be near kind of thing. You, you see the connection? Um, maybe a word or a phrase that that person used to say and all of a sudden you hear somebody else say it right at the... Just before, uh, just before you hear it, you're like all sad and missing this person. then all of a sudden you hear this phrase from this other person. And that, you know, just kind of, whoa, you know, maybe he's here and he's, you know, said something. So sounds, words, music, it could be a honking of a horn if that was a thing for that person and all of a sudden, you know, you're just kind of being, you're sad because they're gone. All of a sudden you hear the car horn honk and and that's a sign, right? So that's one of the things. Um, uh, The sound or the song or something could just pop in your head. I mean, just be... It could be something that you're thinking of on your own, or it could be something that's external. And this is true of many of uh, these. Another thing that they said about contacting the dead um, was that uh, they con- that we're contacted, or people are contacted through some significant circumstance. So it's not just a sound or a word or a song, but it could be some kind of event uh, you know, some kind of happening, some some kind of, maybe they were into gardening and then all of a sudden somebody just kind of walks by you and they're carrying, you know, three pots of plants and, you know, you make a connection with your loved one. So this is things that they say to be on the lookout for. So uh, um, they, another thing they say is God incidences or coincidences, it's kind of a play on words or God incidences, in other words, you know, uh, these these things just kind of happen. Maybe you receive a gift or something positive happens, or um, let's say you're going through the checkout. I thought this was really bizarre, but you're going through the checkout line at, uh, at the store, and you know you have you're paying for something, and they swipe it, but it has the wrong code on it, and so it comes up for two dollars instead of two hundred dollars. And that is, you know, a sign that your loved one is looking out for you and trying to help you and, and trying to bless you. Uh, one website even said, you know, if you're, if you're uh, looking for a parking spot and, and you start thinking of your loved one and all of a sudden a parking spot right up front, you know, you find one right up front, well, that's, that's a sign, you know, they were there helping you. So, God incidences or coincidences, they, uh, they call it. <clears throat> Um, let's see, a sense of their presence. So this is, this is kind of a more popular one. All of a sudden, you know, you just kind of sense that they're pr- present. The person is present in the room with you, or you just have this fleeting sense that so-and-so was there or passed by or, or whatever. This, this was a big one. Dream visits, you know, you go to sleep, you have a dream and you see the person or any of these, you know, co- combination of these things that we're talking about. Happening in your dream, associated with the person, means that the person is trying to get in touch with you. So, dream visits, visions, sense and smell. So, we talked about sounds. The same thing is true for sense. Sense, you know, smell. The sense of scent of smell. Sense of smell. All right. Uh, a special smell or something. Grandma used to bake cookies, and all of a sudden you walk by somewhere. You're in the grocery store, and you smell that smell of baked cookies, and it just kind of, there's the connection right there, right? So, a uh, sense of smell. Sensing peace or ref, being refreshed or relaxed. Um, again, uh, all of a sudden, this peace just kind of washes over you. and In your mind, you're going to your loved one, and so they make the connection that that's significant. This is all, you know, new age. They, they say to be on the lookout for these things. So, if you have a sense of peace, all of a sudden, it could be your loved one just kind of Coming to you and just calming you down a little bit and saying everything is okay uh, sense sensing a presence or the sense of being watched, so you like i said this is this is similar to the one I said before a sense of their presence, but you just feel their presence or uh, uh, again some kind of uh, food or friends or something else triggers uh, triggers in your mind that this is how it used to be with them, and so you have this sense of their presence in your life. Uh, this I thought was funny. Electronics begin to malfunction, so this this sounds like it's coming out of a movie, right? Oh, like poltergeist or whatever. I don't know. Where all of a sudden the somehow the presence of a spirit is you know electric in force, and just kind of causes all of your uh, electronics to go, bzz, bzz, bzz. and uh, you think, oh, so and so must be here. So look at that. Uh, butterflies dragonflies and birds right we talked about that so your loved one may have sent a winged messenger from the other side to give you comfort and consolation cardinals and other birds like we've talked about and even and feathers so these are signs of their presence with you and a sign of some kind of visitation from them rainbows are associated with uh, that sometimes, or probably, it, I don't know if they're still doing that now. I mean, it seems like you might get confused with, if a rainbow appeared all of a sudden. But uh, anyway, meaningful numbers or letters. If there's, you know, a number or a letter that's associated with a, a departed one, then again, you know, you just have this... Uh, sense that they're present anniversaries, birthdays, all of these if you see these numbers somewhere and it causes you to think of them then that's them sending you a message to let, them, let you know they are near kind of thing so significant numbers and dates um, recognition this is, this is when you're out and you're walking around and all of a sudden you see somebody and you turn and you look and it looks like that person and of course it's not but it looks like that person, at least for a short period of time, to make you think of them and to, to give you the idea that maybe they have come and just visited you just for a brief moment. So seeing somebody. Uh, that, those, are, those are ways in which the dead contact the living according to the New Age movement. So did that spark any ideas or thoughts or experiences in your life or anything that you've heard from others? Uh, how would you characterize these things? What's going on here? Do you think? Tina? That, that like yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, good. Tyson? Mm-hmm. yeah 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 i think you're right i, I mean there's there's a desire for, on our part we need joy and we need peace we need comfort we, we need consolation we need something because you know we've lost somebody that we love and especially an untimely death just uh just kind of shatters us for a while, and, and we 're looking everywhere we can, people are looking everywhere they can for some measure of hope or comfort or peace or you know joy, like I said, and so you know if you if you have all of these means that are possible links to your loved one, then you just kind of latch onto it because of the comfort that it brings, if only for a moment, okay. So so these are, and I'm sure there's many more. I mean, when I started to see how, you know, minutiae some of these things were, you know, just the, the, in the details, I was thinking, well, if I were to really look into this for a while, I would just find, you know, signs everywhere. Everything becomes a sign to point to my loved ones being with me to comfort me and so on. So anyway, this, this is kind of the new age thing, and there's a significant difference that we have to remember here. We're going to talk about whether it's even possible for us, truly for a spirit of a departed person to be present here in this earth for us. Is that even possible? So we'll talk about that, but uh, um, probably not tonight, unfortunately. But um, you know, we're, we're looking for these things and we want it to be true. But for the Christian, there is a truth. We don't have to go searching in every little nook and cranny and corner for some kind of comfort because our comfort comes to us through through the Lord, through Jesus Christ and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. So we know that God is a just God, that God is a fair God, that God is a good God, that God is a loving God, that he loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for us, so that if we believe in him, his blood covers our sins, and that we have a true hope for life and death. When we die, we go to be with the Lord, and that's it, and that's good, and that's the best thing. And if somebody I love dies who knows the Lord and goes into the presence of the Lord, I can draw eternal comfort from that truth, that fact. I don't have to wonder about them. I don't have to wonder about me. Yeah, it's hard, but I don't have to wonder what's going on. I know what's going on, and I can draw comfort from that. So this is the truth that Christ brings to us. But a person who does not believe in Jesus... Someone who does not believe in Jesus has no hope. And they, they fight and kick and scratch in order to get every little bit of hope that they can for, for uh, what happened to the other person and for themselves. So that, that's really uh, what they're doing, the world is doing, but it's very different from how we approach it from the Christian perspective. All right, any thoughts on that? Anybody have any questions? about that? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Now, why would that be? If we know Jesus, why are we still doing these? Why are we still looking for? It is. It is a, a distraction on one hand. Um, also, you know, we have to remember that as human beings, we're still struggling, you know, to grow in our faith. And we, we still are human, and we yield to our flesh in many ways. And even though we know these truths, and we know the Lord loves us, and he has taken care of them, and he's taking care of us, even though we know that, we, we still struggle because we need, we still need comfort. We still cry and shed some tears, and we still need that comfort. And we're not perfect Christians. And so we find ourselves sometimes just kind of gravitating to some of these things, any little bit, still, for us. That brings us comfort and strength, but it's it's kind of a false, it's kind of a false hope if we turn to these things. We have to always, we have to exercise ourselves to go back to Christ and to grow in our faith and trust in Him. And it's not always easy, but that's that's what we do. So even Christians, you know, will kind of turn to these things and look for these signs of hope in life, of uh, that everything is okay and that their loved one is still uh, is is doing fine. Okay, anybody else, Alan? Yeah, I could. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. is that there is a forgetting that there will be a Yeah. Yeah. That's right, and, and that's when Paul is writing to the Thessalonians, he is reminding them of these truths. So they are Christians, and they're struggling, and he's revealing the truth to them, and that's what we need to do as a church. We need to encourage each other, not with a cardinal's feather in the yard or a cardinal flying by. We need to encourage each other that there is true life and eternal life in Jesus Christ, and that's how we need to encourage each other, so we sorrow, but not like the world sorrows. That's what it says in Thessalonians, and that would be. Maybe you can look that up if you, somebody can find that verse, real quick for us. Um, while I keep. All right, let me, let me. Yeah, I want to read those verses. So, 1 Thessalonians four eleven. You said. 13 Oh yeah, here we go. here we go. This is verse 13. First Thessalonians 4:13. But I do not want you to be ignorant brethren concerning those who have fallen asleep or died lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. So he's he's telling them there, don't you're a believer, you don't have to sorrow like everybody else in the world sorrows. They have no hope, but you have some hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with Him those who sleep in Jesus. So that's a great word of encouragement there uh, for us. So that's a contact being contacted by the dead. But the other thing that they try to do is to contact the dead, to actually seek a certain person up out. And uh, one website I saw said that uh, each person each each person has a soul group. And this soul group consists of those who were close to the person who had died. So uh, you might have a different soul group than the next person, but uh, uh, you know, each person has a soul group, and this person who died was in one of these soul groups. And if, you try to, if somebody from your soul group tries to contact them, it is easier to contact them than if somebody outside that person's soul group tries to contact them. It gets really complicated from there. you know. This is, this is the simple, the, the dummy down version, but uh, that, that's the attempt there. So you you try to gather as many people in the soul group as possible in order to contact this person that has passed. And so we have, what, seances and other ways of reading the future. The seances are meant to contact the person. Um, but you have, I don't know if you remember, I did a study. I guess it's been a while now, but we were studying all the different ways that people try to tell the future. So you have tea leaves and bones and entrails. And uh, when I did that study, I was like shocked at all the different places people go to find uh, insight into the future and you know, to get a message about what's to come. God is not pleased with any of that. And so the next time when we come, we're going to look at the places in Scripture that talk about people that have died appearing on this earth, besides Jesus Christ. So we're going to look at those passages, and there's one particular in the Old Testament that we'll spend a little bit of time on. So Lord willing, we'll do that next time. I also prepared the thing on cremation, um, so uh, I, I don't know if we'll get to it next time. depends on how long... Anyway, it's coming up. So we'll look at some of the passages in Scripture about this, and then we'll look at the idea of creation, which is uh, not related really to what we're talking about tonight. So any final thoughts or questions or comments? Yeah. Pam? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good question, and uh, well, I have that. We're going to talk about that too. Yeah, uh, I mean, at least we can look at First Thessalonians, and Paul is comforting them. The Lord is comforting them that He rose, and they went to be with Him. And when He returns, we will see them again, at the least. Right, but that's, what saying when that's right. The so well, that's right. That's right. So we miss them and we know that they're with the Lord. We're going to be with the Lord and we'll see them again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you're here. See ya. <laughs> I'm going over here. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Anybody else? We'll, we will talk about that more. Anybody else? Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's pray and then we'll go. Heavenly Father, thank you for this night. We do seek comfort and peace and consolation for our loved ones who have passed, oh Lord. Um, we know that our hope and our, our peace comes from you. And we just thank you for the eternal life that you have given to us for the forgiveness of sins. We thank you that we will go to your presence immediately when we pass from this life. And we also know, Lord, that you are right and just and good in everything. And we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you.